Welcome to Engineering Fields of Dreams podcast. We're here to share stories and professional experiences of engineers across disciplines and let you explore the amazing world of engineering. Each episode, you'll hear inspiring stories and advice from engineers, allowing you to learn from their successes and experiences. Whether you're an engineering student, a veteran engineer, or just curious about engineering, we invite you to join us and explore the amazing and ever-changing world of engineering. Welcome to this episode, Dialing Up Conversations and Collaboration, with our guest, Natalie. Thank you for being here today, Natalie. Would you please introduce yourself? Thank you very much. My name is Natalie Christman-Lazar, and I graduated twice from University of Arizona, once with a degree in civil engineering and once with a degree in environmental engineering, way back in the 90s. I'm currently employed as an engineer for Arizona Public Service. I do environmental engineering for some of their sites that are all throughout the state. That's an exciting way to spend my time. I'm excited to have a wildcat on the podcast today, and thank you for being here. Why did you choose this career? I have always enjoyed math and science, and my parents actually are both technical people. My dad is a chemist turned physician. My mother was a biologist. And I think it was just foreordained that I would be in math and science and engineering. What's not to like about engineering? I was drawn to because it's really cool to be creative in a technical way. And I I truly love just using technology to understand how things work and to solve very important questions and problems. I would say that uh, technology has probably changed quite a bit since you came out from U of A till today. How has that experience been in your career? There's this whole thing called the internet (laughs) that is, it's totally different. When I was actually in school at U of A, I was part of the engineering fraternity there at U of A. And I can remember huddling around a computer that was like a green screen and sitting there and communicating with other schools. And that was really cool. It was like, we'd have to type down messages and somebody in some other school, a whole bunch of states away was a novel. That was, it was pretty fun. So yeah, that, that whole ability to utilize this wonderful tool that we're all using right at the moment, it has really revolutionized, I think, how we approach our jobs. I I do think, though, that fundamentally in school, we're taught how to think. The tools are just gravy. And I think one of the things, so I'm from the same generation as you, we're the last generation to remember not having the internet and technology. And we've bridged the world between the students who are coming out today, and they've always known a world with mobile phones and constant internet. And we came from the days, as you described, with the green screen and dial up. And um, I think the principles of communication, though, are still the same. And it's important to think about your thoughts. And whether it's an email or a video call, uh, that's really important in a professional career. Definitely. And the, the premise that there are ways to actually speak with someone as opposed to just sending a text is, yes. is novel. Yes. My friends all joke that we text in full sentences. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Yeah. 
Um, what is one thing that you know now that you wish you knew before graduation? I think that being an engineering student is hard. It's hard on everybody. And uh, I really would love to be able to tell myself, I, I know I've told my son just graduated from ASU, that other school, mm -hmm. uh, a couple times, that premise of sticking with it, it's so worth it. I think that is a, a very big part of what I would love to tell people. That rigor is part of the process and it's transformative. I, I think it's a good thing to complete an engineering program, no matter what you do. It is, it's worthwhile. And those nice, wonderful things that nobody ever tells you, at least they didn't tell me, it's get your EIT while you're still in school. Yes. <laughs> Silly stuff like that. But I, I truly think that the one thing that I would have told myself now that I didn't know then was really practice your verbal communication. I was always very good at written communication, but verbal communication, it's required. It's something that is especially important. And I, I know I'm probably preaching to the choir here, but it is, it's very important in this profession if you want to progress. And if, especially as a woman, you need to be able to express yourself and sit up at the table and have a presence. Yes. That's why I teach this course, engineering communication. And one of the things with the pandemic, I was forced to have my students give online presentations on Zoom, which is something that we hadn't done before. And it's totally different than giving a presentation to people in front of a room. And I've actually kept that assignment after the pandemic because they're going to be giving a lot of virtual presentations now. It's just the way things have changed. Definitely. So my next question is, can you recall a challenging professional situation and what did you learn from it? As a woman, I have had the typical experiences. I've been working for like almost 30 years and I've been asked whether or not I pl was planned to have any children. I've been asked to make coffee. Mm -hmm. I've been passed over for leadership roles. But I can tell you that probably the most challenging things that have affected me are probably things that affect everybody. And that was when I've had to get involved in people management, honestly. It is, it's the same even when you're doing wonderful projects in a class, classroom setting. You're having to work with others. Teachers make you do that for a reason because it's hard. Yes. And it's even harder when those are individuals that you work with and you're trying to deliver something. Yes. So it is a skill that is very important. And even when it's difficult for everybody, you have to focus on the good things. You have to focus on driving home what a team sport engineering truly is and staying professional and getting the job done. It's really the way to move forward. I totally agree. And one of the things I remind my students is that in school, when you do a group project, you're probably never going to work with those people again the, the following semester. But you don't get to switch out your coworkers like that. <laughs> nope, you don't. You don't. And so you have to find ways to make it work. It, it gets even more exciting when you stay in a career for a very long time, especially in an, a certain location, those people that you're working with now are the people that are actually all around you. They're part of your community. And mm -hmm. that's not just limited to your coworkers now. It's limited to your regulators. It's limited to your clients. All of these people are people that you've worked with. Yes, for sure. And I, I would also say that sometimes we work in these engineering communities and some of them are very specialized. And even if you change firms or move around, like chances are 
you're still going to be having contacts with those same contractors, same clients, same regulators. And so it's not like you can easily just brush someone off or ghost them, I guess is the new term. Definitely. In closing, the final question, what advice would you impart to someone just starting their career? I would say, especially those of you that graduate with an engineering degree, that the skills that you learn are invaluable and they can be applied to whatever it is that you plan to do. Uh, When I graduated, there was a statistic that said something like 40% of engineers actually go on to be engineers in the real world. And that other 60% do all sorts of other things. And the skills that you learn as an engineer are just important. They can be translatable to many other places. And so I truly think that you have a way to be productive in almost any work environment and you can follow your passion and really soak up experiences to make your career whatever it is that you want to be able to do. For sure. And I really like your emphasis on following your passions because I always tell my students, life is too short to be unhappy. And yeah. so find something that you love to do that will make you excited to get up in the morning to to do that job. Definitely. I, I am always blessed that I feel excited to get paid to think at the mm-hmm. end of the day. That's just a wonderful thing to to know and to love that you do what you did that you do. And, and I'm excited to be able to do that now. Even after, again, 30 years, it's, it's yes. still an exciting thing and it's treating, intriguing and I'm always learning. It's been a pleasure having you on the podcast today and thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. We'd like to thank today's guests for sharing their professional experience and career advice. We appreciate their insight and taking the time to share them with our audience the listener thank you for joining us on this journey and exploring the ever-evolving world of engineering we hope we've inspired you to pursue your dreams and ambitions let us know if there are topics or fields you'd like to hear more about until next time we wish you the best of luck on your engineering journey